Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Patty Holstrand, and we are on live KWAD Radio. And it's great to hear from you guys and have you on live today. Hopefully we've got you on the other line. And before then, let me talk about what we're going to talk about here. We talked a little bit last week about what we wanted. We were excited to be able to talk to her because she seemed to have a, an interesting interesting idea of being able to cook. She, just, she likes to cook, and, of course, she also has this, her information on astrology. And, you know, having, you know, uh, an interest in astrology, uh, I find it very interesting in what she writes about. She's got a cookbook uh, about uh, different things that people like to eat based on when they were born. So definitely interested in that. So hopefully we will be able to talk to her live. Let's see if she's here. Joan, are you there? I am here. I am here. <laughs> I was so much looking forward to talking to you, and then we just had that miscommunication last week. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, me too. I don't know what happened. It was weird. We didn't get emails. Who knows? Mercury's retrograde. All sorts of weird things happen when Mercury's <laughs> retrograde. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and she's going like, oh, I have no idea that you were there and all that. And I said, oh, well, well we're, we're here. And, uh, you know, I was talking to people about, about you know, things that you write about. You, are, you have a cookbook that has to do with astrology and then going like, how in the world did that work? So let's talk about you. Okay. Now, you've written what a you book. Want to know? Well, astrology, how did you get involved with this? I got involved with this many, many moons ago, uh, back in the dark ages when dinosaurs roamed the earth and I was a child. And... <laughs> Uh, he was interested in it from, you know, just sort of, oh, that's kind of fun and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I studied it. And then, of course, you go off to college and you have to get a real job and do real things. And and I sort of put it by the wayside, started a business. But I always was drawn back to it. There's always a fascination with it. and But there was always something missing. And that was part of the the oddness because I would be very interested, but it didn't all make sense. There was a piece missing until I ran into this wonderful man named Adam Gainsburg, and I heard him speak, and he's talking about the evolution of the soul. And I'm like, ooh, now that's something different. And I spoke to him, and I got his book, and then, of course, I've studied with him for years, and he filled in that piece. It's the karmic piece. And he has this whole process of, you know, finding out what your past lives were and what you're born into this life to do. And it's like everything just made sense. Hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, that's and, and, of course, that's one question everybody always has, you know, what am I meant to do? Right. Right, yeah. and that if you're aware of the North Node, the, the soul's journey, and you're like, oh, okay, now, now I understand what, what that missing piece, and now I understand what I'm supposed to be doing, or I also get people who say, oh, that's why I do blah, blah, blah. You know, that's why I uh-huh. act that way, or that's why, 
because it's all this cellular memory of where you're coming from and and where the soul's trying to push you to now. So I've I've really been doing it for oh gosh, uh, I would say 15 years. Real, I've really been studying with him and studying the whole idea and really becoming a professional at it. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And and you know, I always being an Aries, I'm always inquisitive about things. <laughs> well, that's and, your sun sign, right? Yeah. You were born. Yeah. yeah. It's really see. I always want to say to someone, okay, what's your rising sign? Because that's your personality. Your inner energy is your sun sign. So your Aries is what gives you drive, what gives you the curiosity. But how you present to the world is your sun sign. I'm sorry, it's your rising sign. And so, so what's, the, says, what, what's the difference between the two? Ah, well, the, the sun sign, of course, is where the sun was in what constellation. But your rising sign is what the what is on the cusp of the first house. So it really is dependent on the time of day. Mm. And you see, in the ancient days, astrologers really didn't care so much for sun sign because, mm-hmm. frankly, when the sun was out, they couldn't do their work, right? They couldn't yeah. study the sky because the sun was there <laughs> blocking them. And so yeah. it was your rising sign that was much more important. Of course, going way, way back, they didn't cast birth charts. Astrology you know, was not about your birth chart, but that's, that gets back into the mist of history and, and all that other stuff. But it's your rising sign and your south node that are really much better indicators of personality. We're just hung up on sun sign in the west because we are. You know, just, but it really isn't all that important. Ah, because I often feel like uh, like like my astrology is like a day off or something. You never have you heard that? It's yeah. like okay that. That didn't happen today, but it happened, you know, yesterday or, or the day before. And you're yeah, not you're okay. not reading that stuff in the off. paper, are you? I'm sorry? You're not reading that stuff in the newspaper, are you? <laughs> they, I, I get them sent to me, and I'm always curious, you know, being the curious sort. And, and it's like, okay, do you, do you like to look at it? But, you know, it's generalized, and I understand that. Right. Sometimes you get it right on, and sometimes it's like, oh, okay, that didn't happen when it should have. Yeah, right. Yeah, they just you got to watch that stuff because it it is very generalized, and it's based on just the sun, you know. And mm-hmm. so you know, there's a hundred million billion Capricorns running around, you know. <laughs> right, watch. right. It doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah, we can't all be doing that the same day. That's for sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, now, how did you bring up uh, the cooking? Uh, how, when did you start doing a lot of that? Well, I I've always cooked. I was you know raised in a, a large Italian family, and my um, mother always you know encouraged, actually insisted that we cook, um, and we all liked it. And she had a theory, you know, she said, I'm not a short order cook. If you don't like what I put on the table, there's the stove, you know, go cook yourself an egg. Because I, you know, I'm cooking one meal, you eat it or you make something else or you don't eat. (laughs) It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a specific meal, which I know a lot of Italian mothers did that. 
you know, this one likes this and that one likes that and that one likes that. And they'd wind up making six meals every day, which, you know, is kind of nutty. Um, so, so we learned how to cook very early on. And then, I don't know, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine said, why don't you combine the two? You know, you're an astrologer, you <laughs> like to cook. And I said, gee, you know, duh, I'd never thought of that. And then I looked, and there really aren't too many. There, there's, um, you know, there's cookbooks out that say cook for, you know, finding your mate. You know, if you're an oh, yeah. Aries, then you're going to be attracted to a Libra, which, of course, again, is just sun sign stuff. But there was nothing that just said just have fun with astrology and cook. And so I did it, and it's been a blast. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's gotten a very good reception, too. Well, it's unique, you know, something that you wouldn't really think the two of them would really go together. No, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the fun of it. Now, I know you've got a couple of, of the, because I already had you on my blog, and you had a couple of uh, recipes on there. And you're saying, Thank like, you. who who would be interested, like, Tor would be interested in the, in the tomatoes stuffed with artichokes and feta. And I thought, okay. That's interesting. That, that it's, uh, how, did, how does that come about? I mean, how do you know all that? Well, I, I say in the book, if all you know about astrology is your sun sign, then, and that's 90% of the people, then fine, you can, you can cook according to your sun sign. And, you know, we did, like, really luxurious, creamy foods for the Leo and especially the Taurus, very rich foods and and I said, but if you do know your rising sign, and, and I always tell people, if you just want to know what your rising sign is, just email me, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, and, you know, and if you perhaps really know your south node, you know, then look to that section because you're going to be more inclined to eat like your south node or more inclined to eat like your rising sign than your sun sign. But I didn't want to preclude people. I didn't want to make it so difficult because a lot of people, as I said, everybody just knows their sun signs. So we went with the basic characteristics. You know, Aries is, you know, a little bit, um, shall we say, impatient. And uh, <laughs> so it was not prone to sit there and make, you know, a two-hour risotto because you, you're on the move. Same thing with Gemini. We did foods that are easy to talk and eat or move around with because, you know, Geminis are always flapping around, and I'm a Gemini South Node, and and so I never knew why I was always so high strung and and you know talking, moving in five directions. Because nothing else in my chart would indicate that, until I found out I'm coming from years and lives and lives as a Gemini, so I have that energy. So you know, we did things where the Gemini could hold forth, you know, because they love to talk. And, you know, still be able to eat and, and have lots of people around them and still be able to eat. So we sort of geared it to the main characteristics of, of each sign. Wow. Sun sign, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of generalize it. It's kind of hard. I mean, not a, not a, you know, like you said, not that many people know, uh, you know especially their nodes. No. Right. That's not something we, we generally uh, take a look at. I have heard something about the time of day, which is uh, it's always found, found to be interesting. Time of day is very important because that determines the rising sign 
and it determines where everything is in the house. I mean, if you tell me I was born on this day in this city, well, there are certain things I can tell you. You know, I could tell you where your sun is. I could tell you what the south node is and, you know, where your Mars is, but I can't tell you in what house they are. And the houses are the most important part of the zodiac. They contain the energy that we're talking about. So you really need to define that that time. And if you don't have the time, there are ways to to figure it out. But it's it's a colossal pain, um, and it, it's a lot of moving and you know going back and forth. And uh, but it can be done. It can be done. It's just mm. difficult. Yeah, probably one reason why they, you know, if you're going to do that, you you would definitely want to charge somebody for the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't I don't charge extra for that because it's not the person. So, I mean, there's people. Some states don't put the time on the birth certificate, and you know, some huh? people have parents who are gone or parents who can't remember, and you know, it's not their fault. So I don't add extra charges for that. I just you know work with the client to try to get the best chart we can. Now, you did another book, uh, author, well, actually, author of the blog, Karmic Astrology. If we went on there, what could people expect to read from you? It's an eclectic. It's uh, it's uh, jonesastrology.blogspot.com is, is, the, uh, is the website. And it's... It's a bit eclectic because I have a lot of, being a Gemini, have a lot of different interests. But, you know, I, I talked about Pluto finally going direct after it's been retrograded all year. And now, of course, Jupiter is has gone retrograde. And then every time Mercury goes retrograde, I have to put something in there. But I'll talk about different people, uh, famous people. Uh, we'll, you know, we do a thing on the elections because I'm, I'm, you know, sort of a political animal living in, near D.C. And so there's it's every every week, twice a week, it's there's something different. Uh, on my podcast last week, I ran out of time and I couldn't tell them about the recipe, so I put the recipe up there. I've done things on events, you know, that have happened or political uh, p- people or historical people. Uh, fun to do, you know, Ben Franklin's chart, or, you know, today was National Indian Pudding Day, so, so I haven't gotten to it yet, but somebody's like, can we do a chart on this Native America? I'm like, okay, sure, you give me, you give me a chart. Somebody wants me to do a, a blog on the Affordable Care Act, and, you know, so you, you know the day that was signed into law. So it's really, as I said, very eclectic, either something from the headlines or something, you know, one of my clients says, oh, I've got to know this, or if there's something going on, usually the new moon or the full moon, we had that lunar eclipse the other day, you know, yeah. I'll talk about that and what to expect. Hmm. I know Mercury has been really uh, an influence lately, that, you know, off and on all year. Mercury and well, because yeah. it goes retrograde so often because it's such such a fast mover. And <laughs> when it does go retrograde, it wrecks havoc on our computers, wrecks havoc on our communications, and and it will be retrograded till the 21st of this month. So it's still causing havoc. 
Yeah, uh, it, that's kind of funny because I, I mentioned that a couple of times on Facebook. And uh, so somebody said, hey, you know what, it's retrograde again. I said, yeah, no. And I, I mentioned some, some uh, colorful words to go with it. Because, yeah, all my work is done on computer. So uh, graphic cool. designer and, and, and publisher and you name it. So everything's on the computer. So. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Back it up when Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. So, yeah. so we just have to say, well, you just have to, you know, get through it. So yep. yeah, I guess one thing about it is that we're all the same. We're all in it together. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's fascinating how uh, how you brought food with it. Do you want to tell us what you? I know you're talking about giving us a recipe online. You want to talk to us about a recipe that you would recommend for? I don't know for this weekend maybe. Well, if you this weekend, you know we're we're still in Scorpio. Uh, the sun, if we're, if we're staying on the Scorpio energy. Uh, uh, one of my favorites is is a pasta puttanesca, which I tease about, you know, the Scorpios, so-called, you know, these sexy people, and and there's famous things about, you know, the crazy Scorpio, you know, uh, <laughs> sex drive. So the pasta puttanesca is a dish that allegedly comes from the ladies of the evening in Rome. And and so I put that in there, and it's it's very easy to make, which is also something I, I I don't go for highly complex things because people don't have time to do that. These are quick and they're easy. But pasta puttanesca is basically a, a thin pasta with uh, oregano, tomatoes, kalmata, olives, capers, and some white wine. And you, you put the pasta, you make the sauce, and you toss it all together. And the, and the thing is, is that it's uh, it's allegedly quick and spicy, like the ladies of the evening. So they get their pasta, their carb overload, and they can uh, they can go back to work rather quickly. Uh, actually, this week I'm making my book club is coming tomorrow, and I'm making a Sagittarius dish that I have. And Sagittarius are the uh, the wanderers. You know, the, the Sagittarians uh, are ruled by the archer, and they're the ones that go out in the world and find their truth. So I had to come up with a lot of international dishes to make the Sagittarian happy. And I'm making uh, pho, which is the Vietnamese soup, uh, which is basically a beef stock with noodles. And I'm, I'm doing, you could do slices of beef, but I'm making small meatballs. And so it's a beef stock with meatballs, and you put cilantro and bean sprouts on top. And it's good for this time of year. We're coming uh, into the Sagittarius time of year, and it's really a nice hearty uh, dinner for a cold night. So I'm, I'm whipping that up tomorrow night for the for the girls in the book club. Uh, Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I there's a... Moroccan vegetable tagine that I have that's very tasty. Um, and this week on my podcast, I was doing uh, Leo. So I did a wild, creamy wild mushroom soup uh, that, that we put together. And that's all. So there's, you know, there's a, just a wide variety. And that was really the fun part of doing the book. It's like, okay, I've got to come up with 10 recipes. 12 signs, you know, delve into the aspects of each sign and then go for it, you know, and see what you come up with. And it was it was fun because the book has an appetizer 
mm-hmm. you know, a soup, a pasta, veggies, I and mean, it's the whole thing, veggies, meat, dessert, uh, to their health. We do food that's for their health on each one of them. So we really, you know, go into the signs and really try to come up with creative ways to come up with these recipes. Wow. So it, you know, obviously being an Aries, I I would make something that was very quick to eat, you know, very quick to make. Because again, I I, I definitely agree with you that we're impatient people. Mhm, mhm. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But you need if to somebody do something about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I know what I am, therefore, there you go. Uh, I, I, I usually say, though, that if I still wouldn't mind sitting down and eating with people, though. So if they were, if someone were making a, a dinner for me, uh, being Aries, what, what would you suggest to them? Well, actually, I, I went to my friend who lives in Texas, and, and I got her recipe for elk stew. For the Aries, because you remember Aries being, you know, the ruled by Mars, you know, the god of war, uh, and you always think of of Aries as sort of the epitome of, you know, like raw masculine energy. I'm like, what would be better than an elk stew? Now, of course, not everybody can get elk. What's fine with, you know, bison or beef if you either want it. But it's a very hearty, and it's a long cooking stew, so Aries can sort of put it in in the oven and walk away. And you know, as I think I say something in the book, like you know, go conquer a world and then come back. Uh, <laughs> but it's yeah. you know, onions and potatoes, and and of course your elk or whatever carrots, and it's got a nice wine uh, sauce. She uses paprika in it, and mm. um, parsley, and a little bit of cumin. And then you serve it, excuse me, serve it with a very hearty uh, French baguette. And uh, I think green beans are in there as well. So it's a nice stew, like with a a paprika base. And so we we sort of, um, you know, appeal to the warrior in you, Aries. (laughs) That sounds good. That sounds really good. uh, Richard came from Ohio, so, you know, uh, we, we were definitely hunters. Uh, from my family, uh, so you know we, we learned how to how to you know fish and how to how to take care of the fish once we once we catch them. We don't we don't believe in killing things unless we plan on eating them. So uh, it's definitely interesting. Came with, with that family, well, that's how they always feel about it. So that's good. Yeah, that sounds like a really inter- interesting meal. It's not, I don't think I've ever. I th- no, actually, that's not true. I used, I've had elk before. Uh, because again, the families used to have the freezer full of you know yeah. different foods, mm-hmm. and uh, and they'd always get something from somebody else in the family, you know, some kind of meat that we wouldn't normally not have. Uh, that way, we could try it and try different things. So actually, um, it's very good. It's very lean, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's actually quite good for us. I've actually had it. Um, because my friend from Texas has a sister who lives in uh, in Colorado, but way up in the mountains, and they're hunters. And we went mm-hmm. once, and it was delicious. And it, it's amazing how lean it is. It's actually probably better for us than some of the meats that are are more prominent. And um, and it was just it was. I think we had elk burgers that night, and it was it was quite good. Wow. 
Yeah, and, and more like a yes because uh, you know they put some of the preservatives and things like that in in the other meat uh, that they sell in the stores. Right. It's not the same. Now I live in Phoenix now, so it's not not the same kind of living anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and and yeah, I as I've never really been all that comfortable living in the backwoods. Although I do yearn to go there, you know, it's like I would love to live out there, but I still need to be around people. So, uh, it's just a, no. It's I'm a I'm a wimp. I'm a wimp. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. My dad used to hunt. I mean, we grew up in New Jersey, uh, which doesn't ha- well. Certain parts of New Jersey has hunting, not where we were. Um, but you know, they would go up to New York State and and hunt a lot uh, when I was a kid and bring back you know all sorts of of great fresh meat. Um, my idea of roughing it is if room service ends at 11 o'clock. I didn't get that gene. So, no, no, yeah. I don't do that. I don't do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I had to be coerced and, and really talked into uh, spending a night in the back of the, of, of the van uh, down <laughs> at the lake. So, I, it's like, yeah. well, we stay in the tent on the ground. No, I don't think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I know the feeling. That that comes from you know living in Phoenix. We we don't do that stuff. So uh, yeah, I said people uh, get a misconception of you know Arizona and what we do here. Uh, and it's we're very uh, spread out people. You know, this the whole city's very spread out. Right. So uh, we have to we have to drive everywhere. Yep. It's, it's, it's not like in in New York, because I've been there. It's not like New York where you, you know, you're on your bus or you you know you get grab a taxi um, just to go you know six blocks. Uh, but that's we don't do that here. But six blocks is is um, is probably where our, our grocery store is. <laughs> oh no! So no, I've always lived on the East Coast, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you, so you live in the East Coast, and you got this this book out. Now it is already out, correct? Yes, came out uh, in late April. And I love that cover. I love that cover, and you had you designed it with the square look to it. And I, and I love that look. Well, I have to tell you, we went through fits and starts with this cover because I had a great designer, uh, Tammy and Wood, who is a wonderful book designer, and she. She found this design, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I love it. It's beautiful, but there's something wrong. She's like, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. There's some, and finally I looked at it. I said, everything's moving in the wrong direction. And however they originally designed it, they didn't have a clue about astrology because uh-huh. they had everything going in the wrong spot. You know, for instance, you know, Aries, you're supposed to be in the first house, and they had that, but then they had Taurus in 12 and Pisces in 2. It was all reversed. And I said, we can't use that. I said, you know, any astrologer is going to pick this up and say, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. So she she wanted to keep the design so much that she reworked. I don't know how she did it. I'm not, I'm not artistic or computer literate, I mean, other than what I have to be. 
and she was able to rework it to get all those little creatures in the right spot. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, it can't be wrong. It can't be backwards. But uh, God bless her. She did it. And uh, it really is beautiful. I, I was very happy with, with everything that she did. Yeah, being a designer myself, I, I know what she did. And, and yeah, I again, I love the colors. You got your purples with the blues. And then, of course, you got the silverware. And I noticed that even though you have the silverware uh, below, you got the gold leaf uh, on the actual eating part. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, she really, <laughs> she really did it. She did a great job of it. And uh, I never would have been able to uh, to come up with that. But she was, she was bound and determined to fix that and uh, to to make it right. And I appreciate yeah. the work she did on it. So, how is it going? How's it going for you as as an author? Well, I've had a lot of you know uh, a lot of fun with this and and a lot of success and heading into the holiday season. I'm yeah. getting a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm going to send. Is it okay if I send you a list? I want you to send this out to people." I'm like, "Yes, it's okay, you know, to do that for for a holiday gift." Um, and now I'm doing this this podcast on Web Talk Radio called the uh, Astrological Cooking, and that's a blast because every <laughs> every podcast we have somebody. Uh, for instance, we just had my friend Arlene Weinstock, who's a great artist, and she did a thing on creativity, which of course relates to the fifth house, and and so we talked about how she helps people find their creative person that's hidden inside and then at the end you know i talked about this this soup that i was t- telling you about the, the cream of uh, wild mushroom because it's a leo soup and leo vibrates to the fifth house and you could be very very creative with it because you could put almost any kind of wild mushroom of course one that's safe of course in there you know i, I like hen of the woods and creminis but i've used lots of different mushrooms so I said, you know, be creative with it. So it's really been fun pairing, you know, astrology with with the cooking as we go along. So I think the reception has been uh, much better. I mean, I thought I'd sell a couple to a few friends, you know, and it's been it's been really good. That's good. And of course, this is the perfect time to you know to give the book. So for those of you guys that are listening, you know, this is the perfect time for you guys to give the book. Just before Thanksgiving, and you know, it'd be awesome for you to give as a gift for Thanksgiving, going into Christmas. So yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. available on Amazon. It's available on bnn.com. It's available through our website. Again, if you want me to sign it to you know Grandma for Christmas, you know, if you're specific, you just go to signsofthetimes.com and put the order in, and then just drop us an email and say. You know, send it. You know, address it to and sign it to for the holidays, and we'll make sure it gets out. Signs of the, of the time. The sign of the time. Times, right? Signs of the times. Yeah, just as the name of the book. www.signsofthetimes. T i n e s. If you do signs of the times, you get all of these end of the world <laughs> websites. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to have time, and yeah. I said no, yeah. no, that's not right. So no, I, no, I have to no. put a space in there. So everyone, I'm putting that right down at the bottom there. Ignore the first one because I put an extra space in there. 
Yes, so, signs uh, of the times, T-I-N-E-S. <laughs> so there you go. That way you guys can click on it and it goes automatically to her page. Thank you. Actually, let me try this one more time, guys. <laughs> that Mercury. Watch that Mercury. Uh, well, I'm not one that gives up. <laughs> no, of course not. You know my acupuncture is actually in Aries, and I tease her because she's got Virgo rising, which I'm like, never trust an Aries with needles. You know, what am I thinking? But she's like, but I, I'm really a Virgo rising, and she's very sweet, and she's very, you know, very Virgo light. And I'm, but of course, I give her endless grief. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm lying here with an Aries with needles in their hand. No, no, what am I thinking? <laughs> Someday yeah, she's gonna uh, get me. I, I, I often warn people about that because she says, yeah, I'm a fiction author and I, I happen to love sports, so I always have bladed weapons in my stories. And so, you know, it's like, it's just, you are, are tempting me and I have a knife in my hand. And that's not really good. <laughs> so, Never uh, tempt yeah. an Aries with a knife in their <laughs> hand. I can tell you, that's not a good thing to do. <laughs> It's just, that's testing fate right there. So. Yeah, yeah, very bad. No, it's it's always fun. Uh, it, it, of course, it's always interesting to get into, obviously, learning more uh, about these different things. But, and so these two ideas that you have coming together is just kind of like opposite signs. And yet you made oh. it work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really, I, I think because of the fun factor in it, you know, and, and, and it's not, there's a lot of humor in it. Um, and and I, I I always say, and I, in my podcast, I always tell people, you know, you are not going to get the, the saffron robe crowd from me. There's no one who's going to, you know, speak to you like they are some enlightened being coming down, you know, from a cloud. Um, and I really, really get turned off by, you know, people. You you, you know them. You've, I'm sure you've come across them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I am the enlightened one. And, I, and I'm like, oh, please. Uh, you know, this this is just an idea. Just have Just have fun with it. You, you know, I want you to play with your food. I want you to play with the stars. Yes, I do, you know, believe in what I do. But you, if you can't have a sense of humor about oh, it, yeah. and that's, that's you know why I wanted to introduce the idea of food and fun with astrology, uh, because I think pretension kind of takes over in this business a little bit. You know, <laughs> the, the new agers can get a little bit much. I'm like, oh, please, you know, no, nobody's saying you're the the great wizard from on high. Just, just play <laughs> with it. Yeah, well, there's a reason why you know that information is in the entertainment section. Okay, and so <laughs> everyone needs to remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, it's fun to see and fun to kind of you know gauge and just just have fun with it. Uh, it also can't be taken seriously, not completely. So have fun yeah. with it. And of course, food is meant to be food is meant to be fun. I mean, if you can't have fun with your food, then uh, you know what are you eating it for? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I take the work seriously. I don't take myself seriously, and that's I think that's the difference. 
Um, you know, I'm very serious when I'm doing someone's birth chart. I'm very serious about what the chart is saying. I, you know, I study it. I spend time with it. And, you know, I make sure that people understand what I'm saying. But at the same time, I don't consider myself some wizard or guru. And, and, and you know, I'm just someone who studied this and reads it. And, and that's what I want to convey. I want people to feel completely comfortable with everything. Well, I'm glad that you uh, that that you definitely you know, confirmed some information there. Uh, that you know you, you take your your work seriously, and so you should be taken seriously. That's good, and and I didn't mean to say it otherwise. Oh uh, no, 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 no! I just I just <laughs> want people to know that uh, you know, you, and when I do your chart, it's never going to be um, in words that people don't understand. You know, I had a chart done when I was. Before I really became professional is when I was really getting back into it. But I had studied, I had read some books, and I knew the basic chart stuff. And this woman did this chart for me, and it was back in the days when you got cassette tape, believe it or not. And I put the cassette tape in, and I'm listening to it, and I said, I don't have a clue what she's saying. She was using, you know, these words that, you know, the sesquicentile and the quincunx. And, again, this I had been studying for about a year on my own, reading books. And I'm like, if somebody had never known anything about astrology, they would really be in the dark. And I vowed at that time, I said, I'm never going to use words that people don't understand. If I start doing this professionally, I am never going to do that. And when I started studying with Adam, he was also adamant about that you know if you you need to convey stuff to people not you know wow them with all these fancy words and so that's why i've always taken that that reading to heart because i'm like uh you know and i'm sure that woman and we did sit and talk about it and she did explain the stuff but you know she knew her stuff but if you can't convey it it doesn't do the person any good so i think that's why i've 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 always remembered how I was shocked when I heard that tape. It was like, what in the world is she trying to tell me? And I've gone back and listened to it again, and I think I've even had it converted, uh, you know, to a CD, and it still reminds me uh, not to be that way. Wow. Yes, yes, that's uh, going to show you. That uh, you know, even professionals, you know, they start getting the convoluted things, and and yeah, yeah. you're right. Well, why go over their head? Right, right. No, I, I don't, I don't do that. So Thanksgiving must be very interesting in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not doing Thanksgiving. <laughs> we, we, my family rotates. I'm, I've got Christmas this year, but I have to bring my stuffing, no matter whose house. We do Thanksgiving at. I have to do the stuffing, and uh-huh. and so so I've already got the. Uh, I, I get my meat from a local uh, farmer uh, because you know it's good. You know it's fresh, and I like to support mm-hmm. local farms. And and there's a lot over here in Maryland, and and so it's a sausage based, and I put um, a little bit of cream in it. 
and eggs and the sausage, and then I did a little crazy because it's like raisins, yeah, that's good. Apples, yeah, that's good. pears, okay. And you know, and then I'm like, I keep adding stuff, and everybody says to me, "What's your recipe?" And and they said, "Your your stuffing you recipe wasn't in the book." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I don't have one." You know, so it's like, I, you know, there's sausage, and I always make, like this weekend, I'll make the cornbread, and then it'll get a little bit stale because you want it to be like bread crummy for the, for, the, for the stuffing. And so, you know, there's cornbread, there's sausage, there's cream, uh, lots of chicken stock, and, and, and uh, apples, pears, raisins. And then, of course, you throw in the cumin and the coriander, a little paprika. And um, and and then you just let it. What I do is I make it the day before, so it, all those uh-huh. flavors get soaked in there. And then uh, you bake it Thanksgiving morning and bring it over there uh, uh, hot. So so I'm I'm the I'm the stuffing person, but wow. uh, I, I'm coaxing some fennel. My fennel went crazy this summer my my garden produced and I, I don't have a big garden I have a small little plot here but I my tomatoes were insane my peppers were insane in fact I just took the pepper plant in because last night was one of the first nights it was about 30 31 degrees last night and once you go below freezing <laughs> the peppers they don't like it and they were turning black in fact when I got in the car this morning it was 27 degrees and I said no good thing I took those peppers in but I also have a fennel plant that's huge and you know Italians always they love fennel you know it's a big we always had fennel on the Thanksgiving table and the Christmas table so I'm hoping my fennel will last the Thanksgiving so I can have it on the table but I took a big 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 bulb in uh, because Christmas day I'm making a seafood stew a cioppino uh, and, and, of course, fennel and seafood goes very well, so I'm hoping that it's not going to get too decimated in the freezer and I could revive it enough to put it in my seafood stew for Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you definitely have an interesting household then by having all this really great food. I'm sure smells, you know, that they scent in your house probably really does, uh, does wonders with all that great food that you've got going on. I can imagine. Well, when we were cooking, uh, you know, making the different recipes, and uh, I would have friends over, so I'd have like 10 or 15 recipes going at a time. And then I was like, okay, everybody come over and eat. And then, you know, you need to tell me if, you know, this is good, if it, this needs more salt. So we'd have these marathon uh, eating uh, rounds, which were which were funny. So my friends were like, "Are you going to do another book? We want to come over and be taste testers again." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, you're going to have to wait a little bit." But yeah, Christmas. Well, see, Christmas Eve, which I'm not doing, and other sisters doing, is very very big for the Italians. That's when we were growing up. It was the fish. You always have to do the fish on Christmas Eve. Um, but we've oh. sort of gotten out of that. Not a lot of my family eats fish, but I'm deciding for Christmas Day. We always do a pork, but I'm, I'm, I have a lot of friends who don't, you know, are not uh, red meat eaters. And actually, I have several Jewish friends that come to my house on Christmas Day because it's like, well, it's either that or, you know, what is it, Chinese food in a movie is, is the joke. So I'm going to do the <laughs> seafood stew with, with, the, uh, with the pork and, uh, and 
different, you know, I have one sister who likes to bake, and I'm not big into baking, but I have a recipe for a cranberry panna cotta, which I've never done before. I've done pumpkin panna cottas, but I think for Christmas Day, uh, a cranberry would be would be really good. So I'm going to give that uh, that a shot. And then you have to have pasta in some form. I haven't figured that out yet. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of a baker. I like baking. You used to like baking things. Uh, now that my son's older, I just don't bake as I don't bake anymore. But uh, he's 19, you know, and he's moved on. So <laughs> I I don't like uh, I I don't mind baking so much. But what what drives me a little bit crazy is that you have to follow the rules. It's kind of uh, precise. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I made I made some chicken the other night for some friends and. You know, I start off with a recipe that I've seen somewhere, and then, of course, I don't remember where I saw it. And it's like, okay, well, hmm, i got some cumin. Okay, I'll throw that in. And then it, and they're like, oh, this is great. What is it called? I'm like, I, well, it started off as this, but <laughs> I don't know where it's ending up, you know. So you can't do that with baking. You, you know, as you know, you have to put, you know, this many of, you know, flour, yeah. this much flour, yeah. this much salt, or you're going to get a nightmare. So, I, I don't know, I like to be well, a little more... I'll follow, um, follow the rules when it comes to baking, but, you know, I don't even follow the rules on the back of a macaroni and cheese box. So... <laughs> 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 so That's good. That's good. <laughs> As I got people say, well, how can this taste different? Because I don't follow the directions on the back of the box. <laughs> but yet you follow the, the ones for baking. That's what you really prefer to do. Yeah. So you'll you'll follow the rules to make it right. Yeah, but if I follow their rules, then it's it's, it's a different consistency than I like. So it's, I don't hmm. follow her rules. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an Aries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids grow up you know, loving what their mom makes, and yeah, then when they go elsewhere, they find out oh, okay that this tastes different. It's, they don't like it quite as much. And I think probably has something more to do with you being comfortable, you know, that feel good food mom made. Yeah, yeah, that's where I came up with my my uh, comfort polenta. I had a, an aunt who was an amazing, I mean, this woman did everything. She cooked, she baked. Um, she lived in South Florida, and she would make lemon meringue pies that ah, defied wow. nature. You know, and and my dad was a farmer as well. He always liked to grow things, and he had really nice lemon and grapefruit trees. But she used to take those lemons, fresh lemons, and make this pie that, I mean, the meringue was incredible. But she always made um, her pasta always tasted different. And I'd say, hey, Mary, your pasta is lighter. And she always put farina in her pasta and it added a lighter thing so so i started doing that with the polenta and then i spend a lot of time in maine and of course blueberries are all over maine and and it's a polenta with a blueberry sauce and it's so yummy and 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 so i I called that my comfort polenta and it's very you know home-based kind of kind of food and I gave so, that to Tansu the crab because they're like the the mothers of the zodiac. <laughs> you know, uh, bring us something. I was looking at your website, and you're talking about the foodie chart. 
Oh yeah. And and that's, that's interesting because uh, you know there are people who are foodies who go from one restaurant to another right now that are getting like taste tests of different things. Uh, I think probably it takes a certain person who would like to go and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the foodie chart is a lot of fun because there are you know, ways to find a, food, a person's food uh, proclivities. You know, again, we'd look at the rising sign. If, if you've got tourists there, then we know you're going to be more into... Uh, rich foods, comfort foods. I mean, Taurus is a very tactile sign. Um, Virgo, you know, ding, ding, ding. Anything healthy. (laughs) Anything Uh healthy. Um, And then we look at the sixth house, and that's the house of health. And so if you've got, say, uh, Tance of the Crab there, you're going to have to watch your stomach because they rule that, that area. Uh, so, so we put all of this together, and we do we do the foodie chart, and we've had a lot of fun with that. Uh, <laughs> it's like a birth chart, but it's a it's a food chart, and then with that, we'll tell you, um, you know, these are some recipes that we think you'll like, and and people that we've done the food chart for have come back and said, I didn't think you'd be able to do that, but you know. I do like that. That's exactly what I like to eat. So uh, we also have a thing where we can uh, show folks how to do an astrological dinner party, and that's uh-huh. been a blast. And there's I have a video on the Signs of the Times website about that, and you can do a uh, uh, astrological dinner party, and I suggest that you have people bring a dish, again, Depends. If your friends happen to know what their rising sign is, you might want to do it that way. Or, but just on their sun sign. And then, you know, have them all bring it like in a brown bag so nobody knows what everybody's bringing. <laughs> and put it out on the table and see if you could guess, you know, oh, the Aries brought that. Oh, yeah, the Virgo. Yeah, they brought the salad because they're Virgo. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Aries probably uh, was too impatient, so they probably picked something up at the store or something like that. <laughs> and uh, they have that. So we've had, we've had a lot of p- good feedback on that as well. Um, uh, and it's another way to entertain, you know. This is what, what right. can I do? So we've had fun with that. Uh, just to let everybody know, that is on her website. It's... Uh... The obviously the astro dinner party is his information, and of course the foodie chart is also uh, up on her, on the left side of her page here. So go on that and find out. Uh, see that you've got your recipes on here. So you obviously got the tours one which we talked about, mm-hmm. and the Graham's cranberry pie. Oh yeah, that's my friend Diane. Every Christmas, she makes this. Uh, pie. She was very close to her grandmother, and so when I did the book, I said, you know, I've got to get Graham's pie in there because this, she does this as a way to keep her grandmother's memory alive, and I think it's a very sweet thing that she does every year, and uh, she she makes this pie, which is very, very easy to make, and we put it in Tance of the Crab, because, again, cancer is, or they're called moonchild as well, it's the sign of the mother, of the home, of the hearth. 
and they're kind of the motherly type. So we said, well, we've got to put Grandma's pie there. And uh, it's very easy against fresh cranberries, which, of course, you can get any time, although they're great. You know, get them now during the holidays when they're cheap, and they freeze. Any kind of berry freezes very, very well. So just throw it in the freezer. You can make this any time. And it's sugar and eggs and butter and flour, and you don't have to be a baker. You could be an impatient person like me. And you just... uh, you know, mix everything together and bake it and put it in the oven and then you can serve it with ice cream or whipped cream. And it's really nice. And at Christmas it looks really nice because she usually serves it, uh, you know, with a little piece of holly on top. It's something that's very easy to to whip up. And so uh, she was happy to do that. I went to my friends a lot. I have my friend Linda, who's French-Canadian, who makes a... Uh, Tortiere, which is a French meat pie, uh, mm. very deep dish, and we did that for Sagittarius because this is before they like to to uh, travel around and see the world. So I had to go get some international ones. But she made this meat pie. Oh gosh, about five years ago, and I remembered it, it was so good. And they're like, you've got to get me that meat pie recipe. And unfortunately, she found it, you know. But it was it was uh, something that stuck in my head for being so so tasty. <laughs> I notice on on your uh, list here it says on the cranberry pie uh, that she used to leave the walnuts and pecans out. I, I would have put the I would have put the nuts in it because I think that really does make it uh, give it a little crunch to it. And, uh, I'm allergic to them. Oh, you're allergic to them. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I'm allergic crazy. to nuts. Yeah, in the <laughs> beginning of the book, I do this tirade on on nuts, and I I will say, you know, along there. Okay, this is where if if you don't think nuts are evil, I think nuts are evil because they try to hurt me. But if you're not in, of the evil nut crew, then you could add nuts here. And if, you know, if you if you are. Uh, one who thinks nuts are evil, like I do, then throw a raisin in. It's going to give you the same same oh, thing. Yeah, or you yeah, could put a nice. pine nut in, because pine nuts are not nuts. They put oh, pine nuts, right. but they're not nuts. So so I just left. She leaves it out for me because of uh, nuts are evil creatures. Yeah. <laughs> try to kill me. <laughs> Well, I would have, I would put the nuts in, and it's kind of weird because my ex used to ex husband used to love the nuts inside things, but would never eat a nut uh, in a shell. So you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> well, yeah, Scorpios, you know. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Ah, yes, but you're not a man. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to tell you, a Scorpio in an area, my first, I guess it was my first college love was an Aries. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Actually, in the old days, we were ruled under the same planet. That mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Mars is still the ruler of Aries, but before Pluto was discovered... Scorpio was ruled by Mars. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there well, might they, be a little are, conflict going on there. Yeah, they're, they're both fire signs, which uh, definitely explains yeah, things. No, no, Scorpio is oh. water. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That is right. There we go. We are we are mm-hmm. lovely, lovely water people. <laughs> yes, he, he was a lovely water person. <laughs> His birthday wasn't October 26th, was it? No, actually, it's November. So that's the okay, very good. end of the sign. Yeah. yeah, November 21st. So that's very, very end of the sign. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, that's that's almost a sedge. Actually, and I have no proof of this, and you will totally disagree with me. But <laughs> I once read, and I don't remember where it was. You know, back when I first started studying this, that some astrologer has a theory that those people born on the Scorpio Sag cusp, which is like November, you know, 1920, 21, 22, are allegedly some of the smartest people in the world. Now, I have no idea what this person based it on, and you obviously are going to disagree with that theory. But no, actually I won't. <laughs> oh, so, so, so even though he was nutty, he was smart. Oh, yeah. Well, see, actually, okay. some, of, some of the most intelligent people are crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I, I don't even remember, you know, who said that. I, you know, it was years and years and years ago, but for some reason it always sticks in my head that that's supposed to be a smart cusp. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, he was he was intelligent, and he, he just uh, just needed to do something with it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's just being patient. <laughs> well, I yeah, tell you, I've done charts of people that I'm like, oh, I, I, mm, like somebody says, oh, do the chart of my boyfriend, and I'm yeah. like, oh God, please don't get married, please don't get married, and I don't ever say that. Um, right. The only right. time I did say something was because I saw the propensity for this person to be violent. Uh-huh. Um, and this person had a really screwed up Mars and a really screwed up Saturn. And, and, um, Made a slightly like, off filter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, again, I hedged it, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not making judgment calls. I'm not going to say this is a good person. This is a bad person. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But right. this person gave me the willies. You know, uh, uh, and and I just threw a little caveat out there, and she did admit that he did have a temper, and I said, well, you know, you really need to consider that, you know, before you do anything, um, because it it's there. I mean, it is there, and mm-hmm. you just have to sort of go, oh, hmm, I don't know about this one, um, but ninety nine percent of the time that doesn't happen, but. It does. It does make you concerned when you see yeah. that. Well, yeah. If you see it that blatantly, that did you meet this person? And, and I that's never how did. You, and I never just did. That the, no. Just that the sign itself and the and what you were getting from the information just said, okay, this is not right. Wow. From this entire chart. In fact, I did have. Uh, I did a friend's chart. This now her husband is now dead. Um, but just they were married about 12 years ago. And, again, I was just really, really starting to put myself out there professionally. And I'm thinking, what in the heck? Not that he was a bad guy. 
And, you know, she's certainly a nice person, but I couldn't see any reason why these two people were coming together. Like, it didn't just make sense. And, again, I'm not going to ever come out and say, I don't think you should be married. I mean, first of all, it's ridiculous. But uh, but the idea here was, hmm, I don't right. know. And about two years ago, now her husband, well, her husband died about two years ago. Last year we were talking, and she said, you knew. Because I didn't realize over the course of the seven, eight years they were married that the marriage was a lot worse than we even thought. Wow. And she said, you knew. You knew something was wrong. I could tell in your voice. I remember, and I said, yeah, you knew, too. And she said, yeah, I don't know why I did it. She said, but you knew, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I kind of knew. I kind of knew. So, yes. yeah, you can see all sorts of things. Um, and, and, you know, and sometimes people aren't going to listen. But, yeah. you know, you just put it out there and, and hope that it works. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh... But yeah, you're you're right about that particular husband, and and those people are usually pretty intelligent, pretty intelligent people. Uh, they, it's uh, you know, like I said, I I have found that really intelligent people have as have a problem with, um, with certain other things, aspects of their lives. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it's usually you know bipolar or or you know something something that they actually have names for now. Uh, <laughs> and and back you know uh, in the fifteen sixteen hundreds they didn't have names for them. Yeah, mm. so, yeah, you, you never know, and and that's not that's not why he was an ex. It had to do with other things, but yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. And and once I got out of that, I said, okay, that's, yeah, it's time to get off the roller coaster ride. And 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 I like interesting. I like like to have uh, activity, but that's a little too much for me. So <laughs> it was time to get yeah, off. It's a, yeah, it's just a bit much, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's you have to you have to do what you know at that time to be right for you. Um, and uh, I probably should not have. Uh, you think hindsight maybe I should have gone to Ireland instead of getting married? But you know, you always, <laughs> there's always something. There's always something that you you go back and because you know I'm into time travel, so I really love time travel. And so, Wouldn't it be uh, nice to be able to do that, like just blink your eye and do it? And you go back, yeah. Well, yes and no, because there's obviously when that happens, when you take, when you decide to go back in time and, and try to fix something, it just doesn't always work the way you want it to. Uh, and <laughs> heaven knows you can make it worse than it was. Uh, but oh, oh yeah. But everybody always says, okay, what if? There's always a what if. What if mm-hmm. there's, there's something in your life that you would go back to? If mm-hmm. you could change it, would you go back and try to change it? And everybody has one thing. Mm-hmm. Or just see, you know, the the, the proverbial road not taken. You know, what's mm-hmm. that? Where would yeah. that have led if I had done X, Y, Z? Exactly. And, and that's sort of the basic of, of quantum theory, you know, that those options mm-hmm. are there. And that in some level, in some world, you did do that, and you're living that out. And <laughs> I just find that fascinating, uh, mind-boggling, but, uh, but but totally fascinating. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's just a what if. Just what if that, that intrigues authors and especially fiction authors. What if, you know, if we introduce this particular scenario, what would happen? And the same thing with, you know, what if I, I took that fork in the road instead of the other? Right. Well, you know, I've done charts, like I said, when I've had a couple of friends and who've gotten married and and these, you know, are people, you know, my age and older who it's either a second marriage or actually both of these women was a second marriage, but this other a friend of mine got married and everybody thought that the guy she was marrying was kind of a dweeb. And I said, what, what is she, what is she doing this for? And unfortunately she, she has passed, but Again, when I did their charts, I said to a friend of mine, I said, I know why they're getting married. I said, these two have been in so many past lives together oh, that wow. they had to come together. And she had a lot of illnesses. She died in her 60s. But I tell you, he took care of her so well. I mean, he was there with her to the end. And, you know, I said, they just had that little piece, and she left him, not with a lot of money, but she had a house from her first husband, and, you know, so I said, well, she helped him, he's now getting financial help, from, and he was there for her uh, mm-hmm. through all of her illnesses, and up in, like I said, up until she died, and I said, they were fulfilling something from, from another lifetime, and I said, the that's why they're together. And she said, you know, the minute we saw each other, we knew each other. And we finished each other's sentences. And and it was really something, you know, it was something to see. I, I like seeing charts like that. It's like, oh, isn't that nice, you know. <laughs> um, and and it's just how it played out. So you, you tell Dr. Incarnation. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that was something that you could see in an in astrological chart. Yeah, that is the whole basis of soul sign astrology. Um, it, it's a, obviously based in an Eastern, uh, obviously Eastern versus Western uh, system. But yes, yeah, if you look at the person's south node, you will know what types of lives, you know, the chart-wise. You know, as I said, in my case, it was Gemini, and that was the big reason why. I had a lot of trouble with astrology. I was always fascinated with it. But um, I have absolutely no earth signs in my chart. And according to every book I read, uh, people with no earth signs should be like spacey and, and you know, flighty and wacky and, you know, and, you know, not based. And I'm like, I'm a businesswoman. I'm like one of the most anal, organized, ridiculous you know, lists for everything. I mean, I've I've had my Christmas shopping done since September. I mean, oh, wow. I, I I'm one of these crazy. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And then, as I said, no. but as a kid, I had a lot of nervous energy, and 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 I do. I could talk a mile a minute, as obviously you can tell. And 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 where does that come in? I don't have that in my chart. Well, then when I learned from Adam that. That comes from my Gemini past. I was a Gemini in previous lives, and that ability to talk and to write and to do. I mean, I could multitask and drive my Capricorn friend crazy because, you know, Capricorns do not multitask. They do one thing and do it thoroughly. And I'm doing seven things, and he's doing one, and that's all Gemini. 
But the fact that I'm still very grounded, even though I have no earth signs, is comes from the angles of the chart. And when I learned all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, that's the missing piece. And, yeah. and it, it's amazing. And you see, when I look at somebody and say, you're acting that way because your south node huh. was Leo. Your south node was the... Like, oh, holy oh. cat. But, you know, it, it's amazing. And you just see people's eyes light up in, in, in that realization. So, yeah, you you can do astrology without doing past life stuff, certainly. But for me, it doesn't work. I have to do, and that's why I got involved in soul sign and the evolutionary aspect of astrology. Well, I definitely into the Eastern uh, religions, so it's definitely interesting that you would bring up that. And uh, yeah, just I was gonna say because you said here you said you were you were said, you know Scorpio, and I'm going like that, that's not like any Scorpio I lived with. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I know women and 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 male. You know, women and men are different when in different signs. Right. But you de- you definitely talk a whole lot more than my ex did. <laughs> Scorpios are not known. Yeah. Well, I I know someone who is a Gemini son, and this person is one of the most taciturn people. And people say, how could he be a Gemini? He never opens his mouth. Well, he's got Scorpio rising. So he's, he acts like a Scorpio, which is right. much more quiet, much as you know, you know. Yeah. And he doesn't act like a Gemini because that's his sun sign. That's his inner energy. Um, you know, Grace Kelly was a Scorpio with Scorpio rising. Okay, oh, wow. so she was a double Scorpio, you know, <laughs> reserved, you know, yeah. icy, pulled back. Jackie Kennedy was a Scorpio rising. She was a Leo with Scorpio rising, you know, so she had that Scorpio reserve and that Scorpio, um, you know, silence that is much more, mm -hmm, but I'm a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also Libra rising, so it's another air sign. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that would explain also your tendency to be more organized or or wanting I said, I found that, that Libras like to be organized, but that doesn't necessarily mean they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Libras, you've got to remember, Libras are very confused creatures sometimes because, you know, yeah. and that's, there's a lot of duality in me too because Gemini is a dual sign and Libra, uh, the scales up and down. So yeah. there's a lot of that, that dual dual energy. But Libras are cardinal sign, as are Aries. There's three types. There's cardinal, mutables, and and fixed. And cardinals are the leaders. You know, we don't like, we like to take (laughs) control of (laughs) things. We like to talk people around. I'm dating a Libra, and he he likes to to think he's in charge all the time, too. And, uh, you know, everybody with me is going like, just shaking their heads like, yeah, he'd like to think so. We know who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Be a chart that I'd like to do. 
No, it's, it's always interesting to find out these things. And, of course, the, the idea that you brought food in was just, you know, because I, I, I look at, I do a lot of uh, blog, you know, guessing on my uh, on my blog, but I don't always do a lot of shows based on those people that, mm-hmm. that go through there. And I look at the ones that are think, okay, this is interesting, this is something different, or this is uh, more science fiction, fantasy-oriented. So that's, you know, that's things that my the people who read my work and and read my newspaper, they they like that. So mm. I'll have them on the show, and obviously in order to get more people to to listen. So, uh, which by the way, I'd like to make an announcement so everybody's listening. Thank you so much for being being there this last year. We now hit seventy thousand unique listeners on our show, and oh. it's all because you guys are coming on and listening. So I'm so proud of you all for for making that all happen. So. <laughs> Congratulations! That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been an interesting year, and it's bringing all the media together, not just in in the radio, but I we also do newspaper, and of course the website. So it's it's all coming together, and it's just very cool to see how the pieces all fit. <laughs> that, that's that's something in your okay. chart. <laughs> It's bringing people together. That's what I like to do. So that's uh, so. I, you know what? I said we're almost at that time, and I did have a couple people who gave me a couple of questions here on Facebook. So okay. hang on here. Okay, one person wants to know how how would you know when not to get involved with somebody. Should you come right out and ask them what sign they are? She's 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 a female, by the way, so I think she's she's also single. So <laughs> yeah. Well, again, to come right out, if if you said to me, you know, okay, I'm a I'm a Sagittarius, mm-hmm. that doesn't tell me a whole heck of a lot, right. um, because again, that's the sun sign. Um, I, if I was going to do it, I would find an astrologer, um, you know, a local one or, you know, I'm on the web, and have them do a chart. Um, you know, I have a, a, a nephew who's, who's unmarried, and he was dating this woman. I'm like, okay, what's her birth date? You know, he's like, I can't ask her what time she was born yet. I said, yeah, tell her you have an aunt who's a crazy astrologer, you know. But you really have to get the whole chart because yeah. again if i see you know you give me the guy's chart it may it may say oh i'm a you know I, i'm a cancer let's pick a nice easy going kind of thing well that may not tell me that he's got a badly afflicted mars again a tendency to right. towards a temper so mm-hmm. really asking the person what their sign is no if you're serious about it i would have an astrologer do a chart analysis. That's the only way to know. Wow. Okay. Um, I have another person who's mentioning that they like to get into past life regression, and they're wondering if that's that's something that they were meant to be getting into. I think that would be very tough for you to answer. Because, again, you don't know them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I um, actually, there's some very good past life regressionists um, I went to one recently that I actually met 
at a business networking thing. And, you know, it's like, oh, I was walking past and I heard her say something about past lives. So I went, Chum, I'm walking over there. And, <laughs> and she was actually very good. And it was a hypnotism program. And I'd never been hypnotized before. And you always hear these, you know, you know, quack like a duck or something stupid. And, of course, you don't. You're wide awake. I mean, you're totally aware. But we actually had a very interesting, you know, thing. So I would say if you're interested in it, by all means, do it. But, you know, check the people out. I mean, I before I went to her, I, you know, went online. I saw she was credentialed. I checked out people who had gone to her and, you know, came out flying colors so yeah do it it's fun uh, i've got a couple people who uh one who's just got certified uh earlier this year and then uh another friend of mine who's who's actually going to school for it and it's like okay you know i never even heard about this stuff a year ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's and a lot all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's, it's in the books that that you know people are giving me to, to publish for them and it's just, it's just it's an, and everybody's taking classes on it, and then it's like, whoa, when does all this stuff come up? And it's, and you know, they questioning reincarnation, and and the friend who finally went through the whole, uh, to the whole training said that he has his answer now. So, uh, well, I know. What you know, I could <laughs> I could say that it is all because of Neptune being in Pisces. And I could give you 30 minutes on that. But Neptune is the planet, um, and Pisces is the sign that is the connection to, you know, the God source, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And Neptune has just moved into Pisces, meaning it's now in the sign that it likes to be in, that it rules. And that is going to bring about more awareness, more opening up, um, more spirituality. So this stuff is going to be even more mainstream in the next mm, 10 years, because that's how long it wow. takes, than even before. So you're going to see a lot more of that going on. Wow. And, yeah, like I said, I mean, within the last year, uh, I've, I've helped a couple of different authors uh, who are writing about this. And it's funny, they got into writing about this, and then they then they started studying it. It's kind of Funny mm-hmm. how that works. Uh, and it happened that he was just about ready to get, you know, he, he wound up getting losing his job. It got obviously phased out. And uh, he just happened already have uh, been taking classes for fast life regression. And I said, well, apparently something's definitely moving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and you'll see that shift. I mean, we've had a lot of shifts. In, in big, big planets, these generational planets. It started with Pluto going into Capricorn, uh, which is Pluto is the, the change and transformation agent, and Capricorn is government and authority figures, and it moved oh, wow. into Capricorn in the year Obama was elected. And oh, now wow. you've got Neptune and Uranus has just moved into Aries. I mean, it's rare to have all these big, big guys move you know, change planets, uh, I'm sorry, change signs in like a five, six-year period. And that's what we're going through right now. Wow. So it's interesting you would you would have brought up here the, the health, you know, the health um, plan, <laughs> Obamacare. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 
and uh, what that's going to do. And of course, as against you, you have some powerful people who are moving things, as you say, it's because the planets are there. Interesting. Yep. And that's all. That's all I'm going to say about that, guys. <laughs> Those of already know that I don't like talking politics. It gets it gets me into trouble. So <laughs> she said, I, I don't talk, especially especially the cancers. I don't talk about I don't talk about politics. And I don't talk about uh, birth control to to cancers ever. So <laughs> well, what we will I never a, never see eye to eye. Yeah, what what you don't don't be a drip, and I can't remember that. What you don't talk about at uh, the holidays, and uh, I forget what the D stood <laughs> for, but it's you know religion, illness, and politics, and uh, you don't talk about any of those at the holidays, and you won't be a drip. Ah, that's indeed. a good idea. Yeah, uh, when you have your family gatherings, you don't talk about that either. But you know, some family families are very much into you know you got to be the same sign as the family. But I think that's kind of you know, going away. Uh, uh-uh. And I think this is whatever you know interest that we have as individuals now. It's not so much what you the could, family was into. You want to make yourself crazy? You could have a family chart done. <laughs> So you take all the, you know, your mother, father, or your husband, kids, or whatever family you want to choose from, and you can put them all together, and you could add six or seven charts, and you make a new chart of those charts, so you have a family chart. That will yeah. make you really crazy. <laughs> and if my son's listening, he'll say that it's true. I have to say that because I have been pregnant six times and lost them. And then I had Max. And he was the only one that was stubborn stubborn enough. He's A-rate, by the way. He's the only one <laughs> stubborn enough to stay in there. So. Wow. Yikes. And he's the only one I'll ever have. So there we go. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's fascinating. And, of course, apparently you already found me on uh, on Facebook. So I yes, say, I did. <laughs> I'm multitasking. I do that. And uh, and of course you'll find all my crazy friends on there. We just we just hit a thousand friends, and so I was celebrating uh, the thousand friends. It's, it's a milestone week, I guess. Seventy thousand listeners and and one thousand friends. Kind of oh. weird, but they <laughs> <laughs> so, so have to do something. Yeah, yeah, it's just, just, it was a it was a hard thousand though, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a culinary, you know. Yeah, people like to follow, but if you if you if you're into way too many things, then they say they don't want to listen anymore. So they knock they they have friendship. It's like okay, that's okay. Because I have ten other people waiting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think. That's the good part of age too, is that you realize you just if yeah. if they don't like this, there's other people who will. Yeah, yeah. I I turned fifty this year, so I'm at the age where you know I I know better and or should know better, and I really don't care. <laughs> mhm. 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 Got to do what you're gonna do, and that's 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 all cool. That's all cool. Right. So I really loved the talking to you because, again, I was looking forward to talking to you, and uh, and you definitely, you definitely uh, 
are as interesting as I thought you would be. So well, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is there any place else that you want to tell us to find you? Uh, Facebook. I don't think we put that up there yet. Uh, Facebook is Jones Astrology, um, and you all, there's also a page for Signs of the Times. But yeah, the the, the website is for the book is uh, as I said, Signs of the Times, T I N E S dot com, or uh, Jones Astrology dot Blogspot, and that's the the blog. It'll lead you, you know, each leads you to the other. But you can you can get to me there, or my email, which is just uh, jonesastrology at gmail dot com. And by the way, you spell Joan J O A N. Do you know that I cannot go to Starbucks and get my name spelled correctly? <laughs> it's not hard. Well, it's it's a name that is not in you know in vogue, and you know oh. it's a Simple little name, but they spell it John. I get John. I get G O J O N. I get J O N E. Oh wow! And I look, and I'm like, it's Joan. And these kids look at you like you're a monster because they never, they never heard of it. But uh, it's wow. just, it's just kind of funny. So now I have to spell the name Joan. Yes, we have to spell the name Joan. <laughs> it's it's well, I did put uh, your Facebook page up on uh, the chat area, so those Thank are listening. You. And I know you guys are there because you're sitting there in the dark, and I don't know why you're not calling, but maybe you don't find as or you already got your answer. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe you think you already know it all. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You never know. Never know. Once I know they're there, as I'll see it later, that they. Uh, yep. They like to stay listening, and then, of course, they always go back and listen more. Okay. You know, so on the blog, we put a um, recipe for acorn squash and polenta souffle, which is a very easy, and I, I made this recipe because I had an acorn squash, and I had a bunch of polenta in the refrigerator, uh-huh. and I said, what if I throw them together? And it was huh. really good. So that's that's on the blog too. It's a good fall dish. Well, I was looking on your Facebook page, and it looks like you have uh, some chips and salsa. But that salsa looks like it's got kind of beef or something in it. That's actually for a local restaurant. Um, I don't think there's huh? any in your area. That's the Uncle Julio's Corporation. Oh, <laughs> who's a local restaurant who makes it very, it was, very yummy. It was looking really but, good to me right now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they don't have one in Phoenix, but I have a feeling that in Arizona you probably have a lot of places that have um, yeah, salsa. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my favorite places <laughs> is Modest, and, and they've been around since 1950s, and and they always had the chips and salsa sitting at the table, so... Uh, mm-hmm. Different versions of the salsa, yeah, mild and of course hot. I don't like hot. I'm a wimp. <laughs> I, I I like to be able to taste my food, so I don't like the hot. Yeah, but to me, it's like yeah, it's just burning your mouth. I'm like, eh, I don't do that. I don't do that. Uh, so definitely, uh, you guys can take a look at our Facebook page, and of course, all you guys need to do is click on. Uh, the the link here for her website and find some of the stuff that we were talking about tonight. Sign of the Times 
com. And, of course, you find her on Facebook page. Joan, and her last name is P-O-R-T-E. So if you guys are looking for me, also she's attached to me now. So you guys, you know, <laughs> attached to me. There you go. All you need you to do. do is just type in her name and there and under my friends, and there you go. So she had find uh, no problem finding her. And I'm quite sure that uh, I know uh, uh, at least a handful that are popping into my head right now who would definitely love this book. Uh, they're into uh-huh. cooking and 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 they like quirky things. So there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a great combination. And I, it's, I think the the subject matter is so interesting. And I appreciate your time. I'm glad that we were able to reschedule because it, I was so bummed that and I had a couple people who was like, oh man, you know, because they wanted to be there. And uh, and so I just had to wing it. <laughs> Which oh, I can man. think of, but it's not anywhere near as interesting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It was like I kept looking for the email. It's that darn Mercury. And we just yeah. didn't connect. I just, tonight was the night. What can I say? Yeah. And we, we, all, we all knew that. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. We're down to 90 seconds. We we lasted the whole hour and a half. See? Wow. Yeah. Little Gemini. Scary. <laughs> We were able to talk the whole time. Isn't that awesome? Amazing. <laughs> well, thanks so much, and and Thank looking you. forward to taking a look at your book. I appreciate and it. Wish you, wish you the best of luck. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. The apocalypse has arrived. From the mind of T. M. Williams, the accidental writer, comes a horrific future. Humanity is turned inside out as millions of people around the world become infected with Gage Syndrome. Only a handful of people are immune and left to witness their entire race transform before their eyes. Gages take over society in the most macabre way, fulfilling their deepest and darkest desires with no thought of morality to stop them. See through the eyes of the uninfected, like Marge, who must decide whether the fate of her daughter should lie in the hands of the Gages coming for them, or if she should take her own child's life to stop them. See through the eyes of the infected like Danny Ruiz, a doctor in the midst of transformation who is as fascinated by his own desires as he is by the results of fulfilling them. The apocalypse has come, and as you watch it unfold, you, the reader, become the masochist. T.M. Williams is working a Kickstarter project for this book and welcomes you to check out the frightening video of a perceived future at kickstarter.com. Search for Publish-Masochist.